Hey, welcome to The Sound Room. This is Tony Gapastone, and we are recording this podcast in Redwood City, California. This podcast is about God, about culture, and about creativity. And I am recording this podcast while I'm also periscoping. So I've got about 14 people who have joined on live streaming while we're recording. And I also have a special guest joining me here for episode 16. So let me introduce to you my friend. He has uh, been a part of the ministry of Peninsula Covenant Church in the past, and he then moved away, got married, and did a whole year of um, being away, and now has just moved back. And today we're going to talk about his calling and sort of his journey of discovering who God has made him to be in a very unique role as as a CHP, law enforcement official. If you're not in the California area, CHP stands for California Highway Patrol. And we're taking questions on live from Periscope, but let me just start out by saying, Dave Mori, uh, say hi to the podcast. Hey, hey Tone. Hey, I, I just want to tell everybody on the podcast slash Periscope that today is Tony's 11th wedding anniversary. And in today's world, that's that's... <laughs> Pretty big. So good on you, Tone. Thanks, man. Yeah, my wife Wendy and I got married 11 years ago today. And tonight we're going to eat cannoli and eclair because that's what we did on our wedding night 11 years ago. Super fun. Nice. So thanks, man. You've been married for a year. Just over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave met Megan through this church community, which yep. is a... Uh, encouragement to be a part of a church community because there's great things that happen. You know, you find your, that's how I found my wife too, being a part of this church community. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dig in, man. You, it's cool. I actually met Dave in the gym and those of you who are on Periscope can see, or sort of can see, Dave's a a tall, large man with large, large muscles. And I met him in the gym when he was working out and it was cool. I, I really sensed that I was supposed to introduce myself to him and it was great to get connected with him that summer. And I can't even remember what year that was. It was actually the summer of 2010. 2010. Yeah. So five oh, years yeah. ago and got really quickly connected to, hey, somebody from Periscope uh, just said that uh, he met his wife through uh, being involved in a church as well. 18 years. Boom. I love that. It's a solid, it's a solid place to that be. That is. Somebody. And Dave and I became quick friends and I loved this guy because <laughs> he had a really authentic story. I mean, I remember... He told me he wasn't even planning to really be involved that summer. He was kind of just up here to like work out, get buff, and what else? What was that? Kind of give us some background there. Well, um, my my decision to come here actually goes back a couple, I'd say a year before that. In 2009, I attended a law enforcement academy on the Central Coast in Santa Maria area. And um, my goal was to self-sponsor my way through uh, a police academy and find employment in law enforcement. Um, and my aunt actually works here and she said, Hey, you know what? I, I realize you're looking to get into law enforcement, but I think this would be a great opportunity for you to develop in your Christian walk as well as just, you know, seek employment up here in the Bay area. And I thought that was a great idea. And, um, when I came up here, that was kind of my goal was work for my aunt, maybe get involved in church slash, uh, seek out, that career in law enforcement that I knew I wanted since, you know, late high school. And, um, it, it, looking back, it ended up being probably some of the strongest faith years for me in developing who I am, um, as a believer now. So yeah, and it, it just worked out that you were one of the key, key players in that too. It's cool, man. Yeah. I love that story. And now it's cool looking at where you are today. Mm-hmm. And this is the, 
the reason why we wanted to record this podcast, which by the yeah. way, Dave reached out through Instagram because yeah. I think I had posted last week when we were doing episode 15 about healing, mm-hmm. you said, Hey, I want to do a podcast. And he actually used to be in radio. So it's super cool. Very, so, very minor. So yeah. I joked like maybe yeah, he yeah. should take this podcast over yeah. and I would be totally fine yeah. with that. But we discussed earlier, let's talk about this journey of following God into law enforcement. And there's obviously some juicy parts that we can kind of share. And we have people who already have asked questions on Periscope about the justice system and that type of thing. But where do you want to start, man, in in sharing this journey for you? Um, Well, I mean, I think I would probably start off by encouraging anybody who's looking to get into law enforcement, maybe on Periscope or just listening to this, that um, law enforcement is challenged right now with getting quality people. Um, and mature people and uh, wise people who know, who can see the issues, uh, you know, that's going on in this country right now. And so if you're looking to find your way into law enforcement, um, it's it's a tough and sometimes, you know, challenging journey, but it's completely worth it. Um, yeah. And I mean, all said and done, my journey was about seven years from begin- saying I, I want to end up in law enforcement and help my community and that sounds super cliche but that's really what it's about and to hear now you know just barely being a sworn a peace officer in california you have to be sworn um you know just over nine months you know so yeah you described uh, before we started recording the podcast you said it was a very humbling journey for you describe more about that well um, so 2009, went to that law enforcement academy in Santa Maria and sponsored myself through that. Came up here to the Bay Area where I met you, started working here. Um, didn't, I, I wasn't employed until in law enforcement until, um, early this, early of 2014, um, mid 2014. And so this, uh, this process from the beginning has been just interview after interview after interview, school after school, training after training. So I got done with that, uh, or I got up here to PCC and a couple years of, you know, working here and, uh, developing my faith here. And I decided, you know what, I need to, I need to continue on this path of, uh, finding a career in law enforcement. And that's when I went in the air force for three and a half years and, um, developed a lot there. And then when I got out, uh, I did actually end up attending the CHP Academy for 11 weeks um, and then ended up not passing one of the driving uh, exams. It's uh, For those of you listening or watching, it's, it's a 40% attrition rate at the CHP Academy. Um, and so having to tell my, come back to my wife mm. back in, in LA area mm. and say, I didn't pass this driving test. I'm going to have to start from day one again mm. and go through this entire process again. And, um, so, I mean, there's been, there's been hurdles, uh, you know, here and there that have been tough. Um, but yeah. So we just had a question that said, would you recommend the air force to your people? Uh, yeah, yeah definitely speak on that. But yeah. it also sounds like the part of the humbling you experienced was failure. And I know this oh, is yeah, not man. easy. This like yeah. that training, <laughs> those yeah. three years, yeah. you just started a relationship with yeah. your now wife. Yeah. I mean, that was hard, but yeah. What do you want to speak to about that? Well, I mean, it's that was probably the biggest failure I can think of recently was, you know, not passing that driving test. Um, and you can find a lot more information online for those of you listening about the actual cr- criteria for that. Um, but the um, but just every interview that didn't result in a job 
you know, for the last six years, uh, was pretty tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was humbling that when I was 21 and I started, I started the application process, uh, it was really a blessing to disguise because I wasn't ready to be a peace officer. I wasn't ready to take somebody's freedom away on the street. Um, and I surely wasn't ready to go through the seven, the seven month Academy that the CHP has. And so I, you know, that was definitely a blessing in disguise for sure. We got a question about, yeah. I'm going to get that into in a second. So I just yeah. saw your question over there. All the questions sure. if you want. Sure. Let me just say this. Cause I want to affirm you in this, yeah. like all the hard work you put in there. I, I read a ton of books on creativity and that's what I always, I'm talking about right. on Periscope, but <clears throat> there's such a high value in the creative world for failing, mm-hmm. for failing. Like you, we, we can't create anything good unless we're willing to try something that doesn't work. Hmm. But in the professional world, I feel as if that's really looked down upon in a lot of ways. Like you're supposed to work hard, get a degree, get a job. You're supposed to, uh, you know, apply, do all the things you're supposed to do. And it's supposed to be a fairy tale ending and it wasn't for you. And so I like that that's part of your story, which I'm sure motivates you to live into this calling. And I wonder if you were even doubting like, God, is this what you want me to do? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's where I think he utilized like my support system. My wife, my, my parents have seen, obviously seen this throughout my entire life. And so, um, they were speaking into me like, no, this is you law enforcement needs people like you. So you need to just step up and suck it up. You failed, get back there and, and make it happen. <laughs> like that's, and that's how, that's how it went down. Suck and it up. Let's go get that's on it, good. you know, get on that horse and go, you know, and so they, it's kind of like when I, when I didn't pass the driving test up there at the Academy, they send you home and they say, Hey, you know, you have 30 days is, you have this cool off period, 30 days before you can send anything in and say, I want to come back kind of deal. And I was like, you know, at the time it was pretty emotional. And so that was the longest seven and a half hour drive from Sacramento to San Bernardino. And I got home and I, the next day I woke up and I just typed up that letter and sent it, you know? So, wow. yeah. All right, so let's tackle some questions. Can you review the questions on here? No, but I remember. Okay. okay. Uh, somebody asked about the difficulties with your faith and being mm-hmm. a police officer and if you ever encountered any challenges with uh, your colleagues. And then yeah. uh, other people want to talk about, yeah, um, the justice system in general. I actually like that question from Willie13 here. Yeah. Is the Black Lives Matter and all the things that are happening in regards to police officers you know, challenging the way this, this, um, this view mm-hmm. of police police and law enforcement is being held in our country right now? Hmm. Um, so first question, faith is challenged. Um, you know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, it's just like any, any job, you know, even yeah, any job, but specifically challenged every day when, um, you know, I pull somebody, it would say I pull somebody over who's speeding, um, is, am I going to, am I going to show grace you know, mm-hmm. or am I going to say, yes, please. <laughs> right. Right. Am I going to show grace or is it going to be a, Hey, um, I've been entrusted with the opportunity to maybe help this person onto a, onto yeah. a, a better path. Whereas, you know, and I think some people who are listening or watching can say there was a, you know, there was a time where I was pulled over and you can probably think about it right now where I was driving too fast or doing something unsafe. And, you know, now looking back at it, yeah. That was probably a good thing that happened to me. And so... And it was grace. <clears throat> we can be shown grace by getting a ticket. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're being stopped from making a bad choice. Right. That's grace. Yeah. Right. 
And I, th- I think a lot of times uh, peace officers get kind of tired of showing grace because they don't see a positive mm-hmm. result. Sure. So that that's where like my my faith has come into play to, to you know I have to know where um, where I stand, you know where um, what what would God see me utilizing that power for? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a powerful job to take away somebody's freedom, potentially somebody's life if necessary, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, yeah. So it's it does, I don't take it lightly at all. Somebody on Periscope just yeah. asked about your fear level, and I was wondering about that too. Like, can you talk about your fear level in regards to your job? You know, every day, do you kiss your wife a little bit longer? Yeah. Do you make sure you tell her you love her because you might not come home that day? I mean, that's a real issue. Yeah. My yeah. father-in-law was a cop, and that was one of the reasons why he got out is because his wife, my mother-in-law, said, "I just can't let you go every day, knowing that I might not see you again." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this entire process from the beginning of this whole training aspect has has strengthened my wife's and I's marriage. Um, and I there's been multiple times, um, you know, where I can put a finger where it's developed my um, my love for my wife, you know, and just how much I care for her and how um, the other thing is I would say I'm not necessarily scared. I feel like I've been, I, uh, God has put me in positions where I've been prepared um, you know, the military, mm-hmm. um, the personal training that I've, uh, physical training that he's, you know, given me a healthy body. Um, and so he's put me in positions where I feel fully equipped to, you know, and I feel, um, that he's, you know, watching over me every, every day at work. I mean, besides work, yeah, outside of work. Um, and he has a plan for me. Um, but he's equipped me to, to go up and make that traffic stop where I don't know what's going on inside the car. And, um, you know, just take it, take it one day at a time kind of thing. Yeah. Anybody else who's got questions on Periscope, we're probably going to be on for about 10 more minutes. So please go ahead and share those. Someone else asked, I want to make sure we get to it just about the way the, the justice system is viewed and the flaws within it and how that has affected you in regards to all the things we see happening, the racial tensions in our country. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, that's just, that's a, that's a 12 hour podcast kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I think the justice system definitely is flawed. Um, and I think it's, it's going to come down to what our communities feel like they value. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have an answer for that except for, uh, yeah, being a, being a police officer is extremely challenging nowadays. Um, I didn't see who's, who said that, but that's absolutely the case. And I think, um, so there's a couple areas. One is, um, our laws, uh, in regards to crimes, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of grace being given in the court systems, uh, that doesn't back up a lot of the work. Prop 47. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect example. So Tony, you're probably not familiar with that. The basically prop 47, um, turned a lot of misdemeanors and felonies, well, correction, a lot of felonies into misdemeanors. Mm. So for instance, I dealt with an individual a couple of days ago who had, uh, ecstasy that used to be like a really big thing. And now it's a ticket. So I wrote a ticket and he's gone. Wow. So those, and he worked at a school. So like a staff member of a school, no, no, he worked for a school and some kind of counseling aspect. So the bottom line is, yeah, it's broken. I think it just needs to be reevaluated. What we care about as a Mm. community and it's going to take a lot more than people popping up on Facebook and saying mm-hmm. stuff that they, you know, <laughs> just spouting off kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it goes back to, 
quality people in law enforcement, you know, there's a lot of good people and it, and we need more good people kind mm-hmm. of thing. One of the Periscopers inked, was it inked 50? Are you in law enforcement as well? seems like there was some um, potential. I think you said we're doing good work. I don't know if you were in law enforcement too, right? but uh, I was thinking about what you said earlier off the podcast about how you've identified your calling. Inked. Yeah. LAPD. Oh, LAPD. Hey, right not, on. Nothing, nothing between LAPD and CHP. Good work. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. We got a fellow um, CHP person yeah. in uh, on the podcast with us well, from LAPD. Periscope. LAPD. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. is that different than yeah, CHP? Yeah, so Los Angeles. Yeah, hey, this is learning for everybody. Los Angeles Police Department is CHP. So for people who are listening, CHP is actually the state. It'd be like a state trooper. Okay. The equivalent of state police in, you know, like um, in other states, state police, state trooper. So we do all freeways and state buildings and stuff. In like LA that. as well, though. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. whole state. Yeah. He's, He's uh, just LAPD. LA proper. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, city streets. Like and there are people that would be SFPD that wouldn't be CHP. Correct. Yep. Got you. Yeah. See? Yeah. Look at all the yeah. PD yeah. things I'm learning yeah, today. You're pretty much SWAT. They are no joke. Yeah. <laughs> he said yeah. city. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Got man. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, in the next five minutes, uh, as we close, I'd love you to just, just kind of share your, you know, you're very unique in this, in this job. There's not everyone that can identify with being a police officer and being put in harm's way yeah. or that is being in a, a job that's really about the community's best. Although there's a lot of jobs that care about the community, you have a very unique calling, hmm. but you are making some distinctions about your calling and related in relationship to what it means to be a shepherd, hmm. which is the same word yeah. we use for pastor, which I thought was really, really interesting. Share yeah. about that. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't want to claim this for my own, but um, I had a teacher at uh, at our facility up in Sacramento where is the CHP Academy is located. And he was actually a pastor. Um, he is a pastor mm. on the weekends kind of thing. And, uh, excuse me, he, um, one thing that he, he had a couple of interesting analogies between pastors and law enforcement. The first is which pastors are not perfect and, and police officers aren't perfect. Um, but they lead a flock that is trusting of, of their decisions. You know, PCC church, uh, for instance here, like they're, they completely, I think everybody would say they trust Gary and he, and they know he's not perfect and he's going to lead the, lead the flock. And, um, they have an image to uphold, uh, you know, law enforcement has an image to uphold and they have a job to do. And so is, so is a pastor. Um, and it's not easy sometimes kind of thing. Um, both the pastor and a, and a police officer work for the public. They work for the sh- for the body of Christ. A pastor works for the body of Christ. A police officer works for the community he lives in. And so, a lot of people it may not seem like it. Sometimes police officers have a huge sense of pride for where um, for where they work. And lastly, you know, um, they keep people accountable. Um, and pastors do that as well in the in the flock. So, I mean, uh, thinking about it in that sense, I think hopefully maybe give somebody just a little bit of glimpse of that peace officers are people and they're not perfect, but they're doing what they can to make this a safer place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for what you do, man. Uh, I know that it is a tough time we live in and I would encourage you to check out one of our earlier podcasts. I think it was episode three or four. We talked about, racism um, with two of my really good friends. And we're going to talk about racism again in a couple weeks with my other friend, Lily Jackson. Someone asked Alex in focus, can you make my speeding ticket go away? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you? Probably not. I don't know. Can a pastor make a sin go away? (laughs) 
<laughs> Good analogy. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for what you do, man. Yeah. And I think uh, if everyone listening could go shake a police officer's hand yeah. today, huh. boom, and just I, thank them for their they, service. They may not want to shake your hand. Just kind of like a weird thing. Oh, is like, it? Just, thought, what do you say? Like, just thank you? Yeah, just say thanks, man. Or, you know, yeah. I had a cool experience with one of our Redwood City police guys. My phone was stolen out of my car. Uh-huh. It was an old phone, but the person started it and my iPad let me know. And so I find your phone. Yeah. And so yeah. I got, I found the guy and I was like on my way to go get him. My wife was like, what are you doing? It's a midnight. Yeah. And I saw a police officer. I was, I was going and I said, yeah. Hey man, can you follow me? I'm going to get my phone back. And he yeah. came, he was super cool. Yeah. And I saw him like a week later. I was like, Hey officer Lee, yeah. thanks for serving the community. You know? And I did shake his hand and he shook my hand. Yeah. Hey, there you All go. Right. That and right? that's everybody. That's just, that's just a side note. Like, some cops like shaking hands, some don't, you know, it's a, it's kind of a safety thing. Like you never know who's shaking your hand. Who's so. God? I missed the theme. Well, 420, yeah. uh-huh. 420, I'm sorry. We're talking about the God of the universe uh, and how God has a calling on yep. our life. And if you want to follow this, please uh, follow me on Periscope, on Twitter. We'd love to talk more about uh culture about creativity about creativity and about god because that's what i'm passionate about and maybe you'll hear dave on the podcast again yeah, who knows if you're free on a thursday dave yeah, man. come it. come by yeah. this is super fun thanks for listening to episode yeah. 16 and anything else you want to say as we no, cut man. out thanks for having me and um you know good work yeah i just want to say we didn't say anything about donuts so oh yeah man it's that's another myth, man. We didn't, we'll cover that next time. Okay. Someone said, are you content with your calling? And I oh, think absolutely. this guy yeah. is. Yeah. If you can see this guy, this guy like lives, breathes. He loves what he is, what he's yeah, doing man. right now. Absolutely. God has definitely put you on this earth for that. So may you, listeners, may you live into your calling. May you know the God of the universe loves you, chose you, and has a plan for your life. And may you create something beautiful today. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs>